I was watching Jeopardy the other day, and I felt so bad for the one contestant at the end who discovered that not only was she wrong, but had she not changed her answer, she would have been the big winner on Jeopardy with several thousands of dollars and wouldn't have to go home in third place. It was heartbreaking, especially when she found out that she had crossed out the correct answer. Today we're going to talk about taking tests and what to do in a situation like that, among other things. We're going to talk about the kinds of errors that you make when you take tests and how to fix those test-taking problems. Welcome to College, Disabilities, and Success, Episode 14, Oops, I Made a Mistake, by Mickey Hayes. There are basically six types of test-taking errors. Misreading directions, careless errors, concept errors, application errors, test-taking errors, study errors. And I'm going to take a few minutes to talk about those errors and what you can do to avoid them. Did you ever hear the saying that if all else fails, read the directions? We do tend to overlook directions when we assume we know what's expected of us. And that is the first test-taking error that people are guilty of. Because if you don't read the directions thoroughly, you could very quickly find out that you did way more work than you needed to, or the work that you did do is marked incorrect. So misreading directions is a study error that you actually can fix very easily. Test taking mistake two, careless errors. Now we've all made careless errors, but when you make careless errors on a test, it can cost you the difference between passing and not passing. Now, with autocorrect, you have to be careful if you're typing something on the computer that the computer didn't autocorrect something that you didn't want to say. So you pick up that mistake by rereading and proofreading the work before you submit it. The other way to avoid careless errors is to take a moment when you're all finished with the test and scan it again. Make sure that the answers that you chose were the correct answers that you meant to say. So making careless errors simply means you weren't paying attention to the details. Test taking mistake number three is making concept errors. And concept errors are a big problem. Concept errors happen when you're sitting through a class and you are absolutely clueless about what the professor is teaching. That becomes a huge problem when you go to take the test. Now that concept error problem can be solved a couple of different ways. You can go back to the chapters in the book and approach them again. Take a look at all the headings, take a look at all the pictures, take a look at all the highlightings, take a look at all the charts and graphs, anything in that chapter that will help to clarify some of the information that you need to understand. Sometimes going to the terminology at the end where things are defined, that may help you understand the concept. But if you dissect that chapter closer and you're still lost and confused about it, you should go talk to the professor. Professors have office hours for just that reason. And they really like it when you come in and talk to them about the work. So it gives them an opportunity to listen to you, to talk to you, and to maybe zero in on the point 
that you missed in the beginning. Because usually when you don't understand a concept error, there's probably something in the beginning of that entire process that you missed. And it's a key piece of information that helps to make the rest of the information fall into place. And sometimes the only way you can figure out what you're missing is by sitting down and talking to the professor about your questions. A lot of what I do as a learning disability specialist when I meet with students to review material is to figure out that piece of the puzzle that they're missing. And it's almost always at the beginning of the process. You miss something at the start, it's really hard to get the rest of the pieces to fall into place. The fourth test-taking errors are application errors. And application errors usually occur in health-related classes, nursing classes, medical classes, where you are taught a concept, but then you are tested and evaluated on how well you can apply that concept in another situation. That is an application error. Now, application errors also occur often in math. You may be taught a principle of math and then asked to prove that you understand the principle by applying it in a different type of a problem. So if you find that you are struggling trying to take the information you learn and apply it in a new situation, then you need to talk to the professor and find out if the professor can clarify where that understanding is breaking down. You may need a few new examples, or you may need to create some new examples on your own to see if you can use application correctly. And you may need to run it by the professor to verify that you're studying correctly. But in most cases, when you are making application errors, you do need to go back and relearn the material, and it helps to relearn it with the added benefit of talking to the professor. The fifth type of error is actually test-taking itself. You need to evaluate your finished test when you get it back and determine where most of the questions were missed and what kinds of questions were missed. Did you review the last steps in the problem, especially if it's a math question, because math questions usually have multiple steps involved. Do you change your answers and find out that you get most of them right or most of them wrong? That's like the Jeopardy question I mentioned at the beginning. If you have a tendency to change your answers and be right, well, then that makes sense that you would do that. But if most of the time, and this is the case for most of us, I do believe, if you don't go with your first instinct and you change the answer, is that answer wrong? Because many, many times it will be wrong. Most of the experts that I've read about suggest that you go with your first instinct as your answer. In my opinion, it depends on how well you know the material and how hard you studied to prepare for this test. If all you did was give your studying a once-over and then jumped into the test and you're not sure, who knows? There's just no way to know if you're right or wrong. But if you studied and you really think you know the information well, then usually your first instinct is probably going to be correct. But in reality, you need to review the test answers and observe your patterns. If you get most of them right after you've changed the answer, you're likely going to be okay if you change an answer. If you get most of them wrong after you've changed the answer, then chances are you shouldn't change answers. You also need to look and see if you're setting time limits for questions. Are you spending way too much time 
on a question you are clueless about and then rushing through the rest of the test because you ran out of time, that means you're not adjusting the time you spend on each question correctly. Are you checking first for easy answers? Now, on a computer test, you can't do this, but on a pencil paper test, you can check first to see if there's any easy answers you can complete before you try the harder ones. Do you check what you wrote on your scrap paper to what you ultimately put on the answer key? Because sometimes we make transfer errors from the scrap paper to the answer key. Individuals with learning disabilities often transfer information incorrectly from one source to another. So if you have a learning disability, this is something you should check closely for when you evaluate your test errors. Are you leaving questions blank? And are those counted as wrong? Because if you're leaving questions blank and everything is wrong regardless, you might as well take a crack at it. You might be surprised that you know more than you think. These are all different behaviors that people do when they take tests. And you need to analyze your tests to figure out which of these behaviors apply to you. And the last test-taking error is a study error. And a study error simply means that you studied the wrong material. That when you got to the test, you were completely surprised by what you found on the test. Those kinds of problems come from not preparing correctly, not checking with the instructor, the professor, to find out if a certain topic is going to be covered on your test, for not paying attention to clues that the professor gives you, hints that they tell you study this because it will be on your test and then you don't bother. Did you study the wrong things or did you just not study enough? So those are studying errors. So hopefully this helped you come to the conclusion that test-taking errors come in all shapes and sizes. And what you need to do when all is said and done is go back over the test that was returned to you and evaluate it for mistakes and figure out exactly what kind of mistakes you made. Look for patterns. Did you misread the directions? Did you make careless errors? Did you not understand the concepts? Were you not able to apply what you learned to a new problem? Did you do straightforward test-taking errors, or did you study the wrong material? I hope this helped. If you want further information on any particular topic, go to mickeyteaches.com, M-I-C-K-I-E, teaches.com. Thanks. Bye. The information contained throughout this podcast has been gleaned from my own personal experiences. But to ensure accuracy, please contact the Disability Services at the College of Your Choice to have first-hand information and the most up-to-date policies and procedures followed by your particular institution of higher education. The content in any of these podcasts is not intended as a substitute for information from legal, educational, or medical professionals. Always seek the advice of your attorney or qualified health care provider with any questions you may have with regards to legal, educational, or medical concerns.